Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study Parashat HaShavuah over the course of six podcasts broadcast during the week in which that parasha is read. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom and it's been my honor to be studying the second half of Sefer Shemot with you. Our series here is drawing to a close very quickly as we are in our penultimate podcast here in uh, Perak Mem. Uh, we'll be starting from Pasuk Aleph, looking at the actual directions for and the construction of the Mishkan, the placement of all of the appurtenances in their proper place. Up until now, we have heard how Betzalel and his team have constructed and prepared everything, brought it together, brought it before Moshe, and Moshe has blessed their work, and now let's see it put into action. Adonai el Moshe Takim et Mishkan so this is a new dibur of Hashem. We have not heard one in quite a while. Hashem uh, speaking to Moshe with a sort of a new opening. And now he constructs him. On the first month, on the first day, which is likely the anniversary of the first time that Hashem spoke to Moshe in Mitzrayim with mitzvot, HaChodesh HaZelachem. And he said, on that day, Takim at Mishkan Ohamoed, you shall raise up the residence of Ohamoed, the Mishkan of Ohamoed. We've discussed what that phrase, Mishkan Ohamoed, means in the previous podcast. For some Tasham, Eit Aron Ha'idut. What are you going to put there? The Aron Ha'idut. Vesakota Al Ha'aron Et Parochet. Now that's an interesting phrase. You shall cover up over the Aron with the Parochet. Well, that's not true. Parochet's not going to be over the Aron, it's going to be in front of the Aron, in blocking it from the Kodesh. And that's why somebody's shown in read Al Ha'aron is understood as El Ha'aron. You're going to put it up as a, as a veil in front of the Aron. That's the Parochet. And now the Aron, by this time, already has the Kaporet with it. That's the command. We'll see how it plays out. Bring the Shulchan in and set up its its uh, framework in which the bread sits. Bring in the menorah and light the candles. Let's get things started. Now notice, here it says, put the Mizbach HaZahav for Ketoret, but not to put the Ketoret on. In the sense of, it will be directly even with, or facing the Aron Haidut, although on the other side of the Parochet, It'll be in the middle of the Kodesh for some time. And then you're going to put up the veil curtain that is the doorway to the Mishkan. And so the opening line, seems to indicate already put up the Krashim and the covers and everything else, and then you bring the Aron in and then the other Kelim. On the outside, you're going to put the big Mishbach HaOlah in front of the doorway. Put the kior, the laver, between the oil moed and the mizbeach, and then put water in there. Then set up the chatzer on the outside with the curtains, and then put up the veil that is the entrance to the chatzer. Now we're being given an order, a sequence in which these are to be done. So once everything is set up, and this is new information, 
you take the Shemen HaMishcha and you anoint the Mishkan and everything that's in it. You will sanctify it and all of its Kelim and then it will become Kodesh. So it is all of this building, all of this weaving, all of this construction that's going on, and bring it before Moshe, then set it up in its proper place, then come in and anoint it, and then it becomes Kodesh. Mashachtat, Mizbach HaOlav et Kol Kelav. You're going to anoint the Mizbeach. And all the Kelim. Mikidashtat HaMizbeach, Vaya Mizbeach Kodesh Kodashim. You're going to sanctify the Mizbeach, and the Mizbeach itself will become Kodesh Kodashim, as we saw it in, in, uh, in Parshat Truma, the Mizbeach being called Kodesh Kodashim. You're going to anoint the Kior and its basin and its base and sanctify it. But notice, everything first has to be in sight to it, has to be in its place. Then you anoint it, then it becomes sanctified. This is what we heard back in Parakhavtet. Bring Aharon and his sons in front of Oamoed and wash them, which we find out later means their arms and their legs, in water. That's the water from the Kior. Then you put the Bigdea Kodesh on Aharon. So the order here is first you wash Aharon. Then you put the garments on him. Then you anoint him and that sanctifies him. And then Vetpanav Takriv. You bring his sons who have already washed. You put the kutonet on them, the tunic on them. Notice that there is no mention here of the sash or of the hat. And the Mechasayim is sort of understood. But that's not vital for their kiddush, the kutonet is. And you will anoint them. Just like you anointed their father. And they will become koanim to me. And their anointment will make them for kihunat olam, which indicates that future koanim will not necessarily need to be anointed. Their anointment will now carry through forever. That's the command. 14 psukim of command. And now, Vayas Moshe, Moshe did exactly what Hashem commanded. And now we're going to hear the details. So this is now the second year, meaning almost a year after leaving Mitzrayim. On the first day of the first month, the Mishkan was raised up. Now the question is, what day is this relative to the whole process of Miluim? And here we have a, a, an interesting machloket between most of the Rishonim and the Ibn Ezra. Rashi, for instance, holds that the Miluim process started seven days earlier on the 23rd of Adar, and it took, for each one of the seven days, the Mishkan was set up, and then taken down, and the Kohanim did their practicing, and they were finally invested on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that's the first day that it was in full, real service. The Ezra, on the other hand, says, well, let's think about it. Now, Davin Avihu died on Yom Hashmini, which Rashi is reading as being the eighth day of Miluim, which is the first day of Nisan. But according to the Sifri, Mishael and El Safan, the two cousins, who took Nadav and Avihu's bodies out of the Kodesh were Tmei mate and could not become Tahor to do the Pesach and they were the people who approached Moshe and said we can't do Pesach and that led to Pesach Sheni which would mean that they became Tamei not on the first because they would have had plenty of time to become Tahor but rather on the eighth if that's the case then Yom HaShmini is the eighth day of Nisan so Ibn Ezra claims that the Mishkan was first put up on the first day, and then the seven days of Miluim start, and only after that was Yom Hashmini, 
really Yom Hashmini ben Nisan. That seems to be Rabbi Akiva's opinion in that Sifri. And now let's hear the details. Vayakim Moshet Hamishkan, Vayitenet Adanav, Vayasem Et Krashav, Vayitenet Prichav, Vayakim Et Amudav. So Hashem said, set up the Mishkan. Here's the details. Moshe himself sets up. And here we come again to the same issue we talked about in the last podcast about the use of the singular and the plural. Moshe sets up the Mishkan. And yes, and Shlomo built the house. And Yoshua fought a war. But all of those things indicate that a leader led his people to do something. So Moshe, the simple read of this is that Moshe directed people, and this is what they did, to raise the Mishkan. Moshe, not B'Tzalel. B'Tzalel built everything. Moshe is the one who puts it all together, meaning he leads people. He put the Adanim then. So now, Moshe Mishkan is a topic sentence. A, he put the Adanim down at the bottom. Then, he put the Krashim into the Adanim. Then, he put the bolts on the side to hold the Krashim together. Then he put up the pillars that are going to hold up, let's say, the parochet. Then he takes the oil and throws it on top of the mishkan. And then he puts the cover on it, which is the goat hairs cover. And then, and on top of that, a third cover, which is the orot chashim. So the first thing is, Moshe directs and we make sure that the entire Mishkan is set up from the Adanim, Krashim, Michseh, Ohel, Milamala, above it. And now, He then goes, the Aron is still outside. He takes the Luchot and puts them into the Aron. Then he puts the staves next into the side of the Aron, in the, in the four rings. And then he puts the Kaporet on top of the Aron. So now the Aron is covered, not to be uncovered again, we think. Um, then he brings the Aron with the Kaporet and Kruvim into the Mishkan. Then he puts up the parochet, and again, as we saw in the beginning of this of this section, he covers the aron haidut, meaning this cover. This is a veil in front of aron haidut. Just like he was commanded. He brings the shochan and he puts it on the north side, right? Which would mean that if you're walking in and facing. Uh, and facing west, and it's going to be on your right side. That's where the shochan is. Um, it's going to be on your on your on your right side, on the north. Um, now the shochan is on the outside of the parochet, as we've seen the whole time. And he puts the lechem down, the lechem apanim, which we heard earlier he made, just as Hashem commanded Moshe. Now this leaves us in a little bit of a quandary. Because way earlier when he heard that he built the shulchan, it said he made the lechem apanim. If he made the lechem apanim then, and if that was built sometime during the winter, that means this lechem apanim has been sitting around for months. Or should we understand that he then made the lechem apanim just now in anticipation of bringing it in? That's the more likely read. And now, he brings them in into Omoed, and facing the Shulchan, on the south side, okay, which is therefore going to be on the left side when you walk in. He lights the Nerot. This is all Moshe doing it. 
And notice this repeat. And we've discussed that several times in the course of these podcasts. He puts the Mizbech HaZahav facing the Parochet. Now in the commands it was Lifnei Aron Haidut. So it's facing the Parochet lined up with where the Aron is on the other side of it. And he actually started burning the Ketoret. So now you have the candles, you have the bread, you have the Torah going, the Aron's in place, everything's pretty much ready to go. <clears throat> then he put the veil up, that's the pre- the entrance to the Mishkan, the curtain. And then And so then Moshe sets up the Mizbach outside in front of the door of Olamoed, and he then brings up the Ola and the Mincha. That was what we heard about in Tetzaveh. The Ola, and the, the, which is the Keves, and the Mincha, which is the Saron Solet, Balul B'Shemen, etc. Kashet Tzivah Adonai Moshe. Vayasma Takiyor Ben Oel Moed Oveno Mizbeach, Vayitain Shamamayim L'Rochza. He puts the Kiyor between the Oel Moed and the Mizbeach, Interestingly, there are several opinions, both about where the cure exactly was placed and which of the Mizbeach was placed. How how much in front of the door was it pulled to the north? Was it even to the door? Uh, but just as Hashem commanded him, and Moshe, Aharon, and his sons all washed their hands. Now, this is new. This is the first time we hear about Moshe being one who washes his hands, because Moshe here is acting for these days of Miluim as the Kohen. And the command forever is when they, they being the Kohanim, come into Omoed, or when they come close to the Mizbeach, they have to wash, Kasher, Tziva Adonai, Et Moshe. And the last pasuk of this is, Moshe sets up the Chatzer, Saviv Mishkan Mizbeach, all around the Mishkan, the Mizbeach, and he puts up the curtain, which is the opening to the chatzer, and now Moshe has completed the malacha. So there are two poles here. There is at the end of Lanetet, which is when all of the items were finished, and now which is when Moshe has set everything up and brought everything in, and now the Mishkan is ready in potential. It's been sanctified. It's been constructed. It's been placed. It's been put into action with Lechem and Toret and, and Shem and the Maor, and it's been sanctified and anointed, and now all we're waiting for is what we're going to hear about in the final podcast uh, tomorrow, which will be about the actual investiture by HaKadosh Baruch Hu of the Mishkan and his acceptance of our Avodah. We'll see that in the next and final podcast. Thank you. Everyone have a great day.